City Sports Media, a podcast made by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name's Armando, aka Hot Take Mondo, and today I'm doing a solo pod. That's right, just me by myself. Reese, aka the Reese Incarnate Bach Lesnar, is aka deep in house reno right now. Um, so as you know, referees bought a new home. And he's been doing a lot of renovation to the house. I think there's a lot more that he's discovered that uh, just needs a lot of time. So we're going to give Reese the week off. We're going to wish him well on his on his home improvement, on his Tim Allen tool time adventures. And I'm sure we're going to hear all about it next week. So today on the podcast, I'm going to talk about D-Hop going to the Tennessee Titans and what that means for the Kansas City Chiefs, what that means for Chris Jones and kind of how those are all co-related. And then I'm going to end the podcast talking about the Netflix special quarterback, which uh, which focuses on Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Um, for our purposes, I'll talk probably the most about Patrick Mahomes. I'm actually not finished with the doc yet. Um, I was putting my baby to sleep and like... He had woken up just right when the playoff game with the Jags happened. So I was like, I really want to pay attention to this. And now that he's not sleeping, I can't put all my focus into watching Patrick Mahomes go from, you know, rock bottom to being just a god during that game. So I was like, all right, I'm going to pause it. I'm going to watch it when there's no distraction. (laughs) Because all my eight-month-old wants to do is climb on things and he uh, can't walk yet so he can't really climb on much and when he tries to he falls so I have to make sure that he doesn't fall on those things Um, so I can't really watch Patrick Mahomes in all his glory Uh, but I will watch it soon but I'll kind of talk about what I've seen um, up until that point which I think is like episode six I'm almost done anyway Um, but it's super fascinating so that's what we're going to talk about today before we talk about all that um, just want to do a social media shout Make sure that you follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're even on TikTok, and you can find us all on the handle Fountain City SM. If you, if you enjoy what you hear, not only follow us on social media, but also give us a like on whatever podcast platform you're using, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Podcast, whether it's Stitcher, although Stitcher is now going away soon, unfortunately. Um, but hit that download button for us because downloads really mean a lot, especially when it comes to um, asking for advertisement and and such. So hit that download button. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, please leave a comment and a rating as to what you think our podcast is. We'll go ahead and um, do that live. We'll show your review and we'll show your stars. So even if you give us a one star, um, we'll we'll post it. We'll we'll put it on the the podcast. We're not afraid to uh, take the criticism and we're happy that we're having some engagement with you all. Um, And lastly, if you really enjoy what we're doing, uh, please donate on Patreon for only a cup of coffee. Is that what Reese says? Reese normally does this and he's very fluid with it. And actually, maybe I don't really pay attention as much as I should be for less than a cup of. Yeah, I think that's what he says. For less than a cup of coffee, you can donate two dollars a month to our podcast to help support us um, in just basic stuff, right? Making sure that our website's still up, uh, making sure that we're editing our podcast with the latest materials, making sure we have up-to-date studio equipment, um, 
making sure we can talk about advertising and try to get some advertisements so we can get this podcast out to the greater part of Kansas City and the greater part of Missouri and all the Chiefs fans across the world. We've had viewers from Germany. We've had viewers from, I forget where, I think somewhere in South America as well. So we definitely are, are reaching a great fan base and we're really appreciative. Um, and if, if you like what you hear again, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash fountain city SM to donate. And yeah, I think, I think that's what Reese says just under a cup of coffee. Cause like <clears throat> I just did a road trip with my wife and my kid and going to Starbucks like every morning that that takes a toll that's definitely way more than two dollars and even if you get just like like a basic grande drink like my go-to starbucks drink is a caramel macchiato um just because like i can get a black coffee anywhere right in fact um they uh there's been there's been blind coffee tests of like all different restaurant chains um, and just their black coffee so we're talking starbucks black coffee burger king black coffee mcdonald's black coffee 7-eleven black coffee and you know what came in first mcdonald's black coffee actually in this study so i thought that was pretty interesting but anyway so when i go to starbucks i like to have a lot of sugary drinks it's a lot of fun um safe to say that those drinks are not two dollars so you can donate to us for under a cup of coffee at starbucks and we would really appreciate that okay i definitely butchered that whole thing so i can't wait for reese to come back so he can do his spiel in like 30 seconds i think i just spent like three minutes on that um so let's get right into it let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. In fact, actually, today is uh, the beginning of rookie training camp, and um, <laughs> there's not much news other than Rasheed Rice threw up on on the field, um, and that's all Kansas City's talking about today. And um, like some people are saying, like, oh, it's okay because when he was in college, they were in an air-controlled stadium, and he's not used to playing outside. He's not used to playing the humidity. Like, and now people are saying, you know, is he going to be ready? I think I was even I even saw a reporter, not even a reporter, an analyst, um, say, well, maybe we should start, you know, some other dude that we picked up. I forgot his name. Um, already dismissing Rishi Rice after one like heat fatigued game or sorry heat fatigued training camp um, session so I feel bad for Rishi I'm I am not taking any you know I'm not taking any analysis on it he was probably dehydrated and that's day one that's okay that's okay so we wish him well but that's really like the only news today out of Kansas City on a on a dry Wednesday July 19th uh, but looking forward to more I know I, Isaiah Pacheco did really well today um, what else happened? Obviously, Patrick Mahomes uh, played really well in training camp. Um, yeah, not a lot. So we're going to skip training camp and then we'll probably talk about it next week when we have a little more days and kind of see what's going on. Will Rasheed Rice throw up two days in a row? Stay tuned. Fountain City Sports Media. 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 Just kidding. I'm sure he'll be fine. Okay. So let's go ahead to the top news that, that Reese and I hadn't talked about. And I'm sure when Reese comes back next week, we're going to talk about this as well. But DeAndre Hopkins goes to the Titans, a two-year deal for $26 million. Um, we don't know the logistics of the deal, but uh, Rappaport is is um, is assuming that it's going to be a base of $12 million, And the in- incentives are going to be about $3 million, which will equal $15 million, which is the same amount that OBJ got when he went to the Ravens. 
Ravens. Uh, now, why is this important for the Chiefs? Well, one, we thought D-Hop was going to come to us. Uh, we saw Chris Jones. We saw DeAndre Hopkins all up in Instagram, all up in Twitter, talking to each other, saying they can't wait to... I mean, they didn't say it explicitly, but you can read between the lines. They thought something was going to happen. They thought DeAndre Hopkins was going to go to the Chiefs. Um, so it's it's curious, and, and we can talk about the theories as to why it didn't happen, um, but I, I think the the biggest thing to talk about here in this deal is the implication is what's going to happen with Chris Jones and his deal. Um, for example, today Andy Reid said, we don't really foresee Chris Jones being at training camp this week, which means a deal is not going to get done. Um, but at the same time, because we don't have DeAndre Hopkins, because we didn't match, or maybe we did match, but we probably did not match two years, 26 million. Um, that means we're probably going to give Chris Jones a little more money than some people had planned. Um, so let's look at the market right now. A lot of people thought Chris Jones was going to get a deal done right after Quinn and Williams got a deal done with the Jets. And his deal was four years, $96 million, averaging about $24 million a year. Um, and we, so we thought that that was kind of the last domino to fall. So then that sets the precedent for, okay, well, Chris Jones is better than Quinn and Williams. So that deal, so it's, he's going to get a better deal than that. Um, so we thought that a deal was going to get done that day when we saw Quinn and Williams get that $96 million. Unfortunately, we're not seeing that. So uh, again, I'm not going to s- say that I know what's happening behind the scenes, but I- I'm sure that Chris Jones is trying to get Aaron Donald money. And Aaron Donald right now is on a three-year 90, $95 million deal, averaging about $31 million a year. Um, can we give him that? Possibly, you know, we can possibly do that. I just don't think we're going to go up there uh, because Chris Jones has said in the past as well, like he's trying to get some guys to come to Kansas City so we can, you know, not that we need to rebuild, but we're reloading, right? We're reloading where there's some places where we could improve on defense. Um, so I know Chris Jones is not going to ask for $95 million, um, but now we can kind of guess now that D hop is gone, right? And now we don't need to save that money. There's no other wide receiver or no other big star on the market that we say that we're saying, you know what, we got to free up $15 million. We got to restructure Chris Jones deal, put some money on the back end so we can find someone in the front end. Um, I think, I think Chris Jones is going to get somewhere in between. I'm sure we can lowball him and ask for, you know, Hey, what if we do $24.5 million for the deal so that he gets paid a little bit more than Quinn and Williams, but gives us some wiggle room. Um, that would be like best case scenario, but I don't think that's going to happen, especially with Chris Jones holding out in training camp. Um, so my prediction, I don't know if it's a hot take. I think it's pretty warm, but like I think seeing Chris Jones get a four year, $110 million deal averaging closer to like $28 million a year makes a little more sense. Um, and also this would still give the Chiefs some wiggle room to sign another player. And it's probably going to look more like our Super Bowl models where we ended up getting Terrell Suggs um, during the end of the year where we ended up getting a guy like Carlos, Carlos Dunlap last year. Um, so kind of those vet minimum guys, a guy that you know is going to contribute to the team, maybe an older guy looking for a ring. That's more of a likelihood that's going to happen in Kansas City, which means it's not going to happen right away. I think Brett Veach is going to take his time. He likes the group that he has and we're just going to find someone to fill in a hole right whether that's defensive tackle whether that's um i don't know i like our linebackers right now but whether that's cornerback i don't know um 
but that that's looking like the model. We're going to pay Chris Jones. We're going to make him happy. And then we're going to have a little bit of room to sign one more guy, but it's not going to be splashy. So Kansas city, don't get your hopes up that we're going to get, you know, Deandre Hopkins jr. Or Orlando Brown jr. Jr. Uh, it's probably going to be a guy closer to an older Carlos Stunlap or, you know, a couple games Terrell Suggs, which is fine because our team is, we just won the super bowl. Most of the guys are back except for a couple wide receivers. And, um, it's looking great so we will keep an eye on the chris jones saga um i'm not hitting the panic button at all right now uh but if we see chris jones hold out for multiple weeks then uh yeah maybe we'll uh maybe we'll revisit this and maybe we can uh, revisit my panic meter but right now panic meter on getting a deal done is zero i think we're gonna get a deal done everyone's gonna be happy kumbaya amen all right let's go back to d hop DeAndre Hopkins decides to go to the Titans, probably going to get a little bit more money than he would have in Kansas City. Fine. Um, but did he really do it for $15 million? Did he really, like, DeHop, who is, is hungry for a championship, has talked about how he wanted to play for Patrick Mahomes. He wanted to play for Josh Allen. Um, and even if we weren't going to give him 15 mil, I feel like we could have been close. We could have offered him like a base of 10 mil, a base of nine mil, maybe with incentives getting closer to, you know, 13 mil. What, what is a championship worth to DeAndre Hopkins? It's very confusing this move because again, he wanted to work with Pat. He wanted to work with Josh Allen and now he's going to work with Ryan Tannehill. And now he might work with Will Levis. Or if Will Levis doesn't even get the job, you might work with Malik Willis. Just very, very confusing things happening out of Titans camp. Um, I think one uh, logistical thing or one thing that makes sense is that he is going to reunite with his former OC. His former OC is Tim Kelly. And Tim was there as a quality control guy under um, Bill O'Brien. And those were years that DeAndre Hopkins had some uh, very productive years. And I'll, I'll go into that right now. Um, but I, I guess that's one plus. He had great success under that offense. So I think he thinks he's going to have great success as well. Um, I, I went back to those years uh, when when Hopkins like was just in the league. And Tim Kelly was there. And he was quality control for Bill O'Brien. Those first two years that he was there, D-Hop had 1,200 yards that first season. The second season, he had 1,500 yards. Guess who his quarterbacks were? I'll give you like two seconds because you're not going to get it right. One, two. All right. He he had 1,200 yards with Case Keenum, and the next year he had 1,500 yards with Brian Hoyer. There's no way that you guys would have recalled those two seasons there's no i didn't know brian hoyer put up 1500 yards with d hop an entire season are you kidding me um so i think that's that's one plus for d hop he's going to an offense where he knows he can be successful with not even average quarterbacks like very mid quarterbacks and he's gonna and ryan look ryan Tannehill's good ryan Tannehill is better than case keenum and ryan Tannehill is better than brian hoyer so if if ryan Tannehill stays healthy um if he stays productive 
active throughout the season and they don't think they have to make a switch at quarterback, right? They think they're going to make the playoffs. They don't need to see what they have in Will Levis. They don't need to see what they have in a second year with Malik Willis. Then this could be a productive offense for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, So look, if you want the stats, you want the money, you got it. You know, you're probably going to do pretty well. You're going to resurrect your career from last year having Colt McCoy under center. Um, Now, this still leaves the question of does he think that this Titans team is a Super Bowl contender? And yeah, maybe they're a playoff contender, but uh, there's no chance that this is a Super Bowl contender, especially with the AFC being so tight, right? The AFC being so competitive, an arms race perhaps. And Ryan Tannehill is not it. I know. I think I made a, like a hot take a couple years ago where I thought that this this um, uh, this Titans offense was going to be something special. I had a ton of stock in Traylon Burks, um, and I was way off on that. Maybe Traylon Burks does well this year as a second option and doesn't have to be the star, and uh, he'll have more open looks if if DeAndre Hopkins is double covered on the other side. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what D hops doing here. Unfortunately, I think this hot take Mondo, I think this ends his career. I think, um, D hop is never going to win a super bowl. Uh, D hops never going to sniff a super bowl and, um, he's just going to hang it up. He's going to have a couple, he, he might have a couple thousand yard seasons with the, with the Titans, but they're not going to get close to a, even an AFC championship game. And that's going to be it for him. He's going to retire. He's going to be sad that he was never with Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is going to win more Super Bowls and he's going to have it with um, with Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is going to score a game-winning touchdown against the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love and then Rasheed Rice just going to like hurl his lunch and then we're going to be like, that was that guy that threw up in training camp and look at him, full circle, throwing up in the Super Bowl. How's that for a hot take, baby? Woo! All right, let's take a quick break because uh, now I'm getting loopy. Um, let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about quarterback on next. Netflix. Stay tuned. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Uh, no beer review for me today that, um, on this on this Wednesday Eve. Um, I don't want to replicate what happened to Rasheed Rice today, so I'm going to take it easy. Um, but I also leave to Connecticut tomorrow morning super early, and I would just rather, um, you know, when, when, when you get older and you have a kid, you know, these are really business decisions having beers, especially the type of beers I have. I just love IPAs. I don't have any Pilsners in the fridge right now. I have some Ranch Waters. I actually really like Ranch Waters, by the way. But that's another story for another day. Um, so yeah, I just have I have like beer wise, just have IPAs, and I'd rather uh, take it easy. So no beer review for me today, and we're just gonna go straight into quarterback on Netflix. So I. I this is great that we get this access to Patrick Mahomes. I know we get a lot of great stuff on NFL Films um, and some stuff on the Kansas City website, uh, but this type of access to Patrick Mahomes we've never gotten, and there's a lot of great, great content because on camera and even when he's like mic'd up on you know NFL Live or whatever, he's he's very cordial. Like he he's pumped up, but he still is very PG and not like rarely PG thirteen. Even when he's interviewing 
Um, even when he's mic'd up, like they definitely censor, not even censor, like the, he's just always, you, you would never think he's said a curse word in his entire life. Um, and seeing him on Netflix, it's like, it's a completely different dude. Um, Patrick Mahomes just is, he's filled with swagger. He's filled with confidence. He's filled with leadership. And when we see more of a personality from him as he matures in the league, we see more personality from Patrick Mahomes, but like we really see it. And there's an established, um, social personality that we've never seen from Patrick Mahomes on on Netflix so that was super cool to see right like Pat is a normal guy um you know his his dogs get loose and they try to fight another dog across the fence and Pat you know screaming at him like those things are cool those are cool to see you know him you know teasing Brittany or um talking about how he doesn't want to take pictures and how you know he's done with that and really fun stuff kind of outside the field and then outside of the field and on the field we see this like energizer bunny like super swag Patrick Mahomes that just he's saying every expletive known to man um, and just super pumped up and and never afraid I think that's the coolest thing and we know that about Patrick Mahomes but that dude like he embraces the challenge of Mac, Max Crosby um, he's always fired up whenever you know whenever they are down in a game he's always telling the guys next play next play next play he also repeats every word at least six or seven times which is kind of funny um, uh, but that's, you know, to get the whole team rallied up to make sure everybody heard whatever he's saying. Um, so it, it's great to get that access from Patrick Mahomes. I think um, analyzing kind of what we see and like what's the biggest takeaway that I didn't know about Pat is how much Pat takes care of his body and what he does during the year to take care of his body. It's really cool seeing him with his trainer and his trainer talking about what they do when it comes to resistance training for Patrick Mahomes. So like pretty much overextending his body in a workout so that when he goes into a game, um, nothing phases him, right? They've already done so much on his body. Um, they've done like too much almost, uh, that, that he is prepared for anything that's going to happen in the game. I think that's so cool. You juxtapose that with a guy like Kurt Cousins, where Kurt is being very reactive to what's happening. So, for example, he gets sacked five or six times. You know, he's in he's in the chiropractor, you know, and they're doing a bunch of body work on him where it seems like Patrick Mahomes is a is a proactive guy, right? He's getting ready for the game and kind of taking his body to the brink, which I don't know how sustainable that is when he, you know, gets to Kirk's age. But right now it's it's really impressive to see. Or you see a guy like Marcus Mariota where it's really sad watching Marcus Mariota in this too cuz like he seems sad. He doesn't he's not a very energetic guy. He seems very shy, not not a leader. Um, um, but you don't really see a lot of like off season stuff you saw or like a lot of prep work from Marcus Mariota. Like you saw him running plays with his wife and just like repeating a play. Um, but you don't see him going to the lab. You don't see him doing things like this. Um, safe to say, I think like I think Patrick Mahomes workouts, right? They talk about it. A, B and C workout. A is like you're going through um, the motions and you're you are overextending your muscles, overextending things. So they're limber. And then B, you know, B day is like I sorry, I'm butchering this because it was a couple days ago when I saw his plan. Uh, but 
B and C day, right? They they go full out. He's he's sprinting. He's he's overdoing what he's supposed to do in the game, so that when he when he's in the game, you know, it's he's he's ready to go. Um, and that amount of prep work, like that, that is a like that is a professional. That is a superstar. Of course, we talk about Patrick Mahomes, and he's got that it factor. You know, he does things that people can't do because he prepares for it. Like because he's he's actually like overextending his body when he you know if he's rolling to the left he's throwing to the right those are things that he plans like those are things that he works on with his body uh, with his range of motion going like way too far um but having someone there to you know to supervise make sure he doesn't get injured um and again i haven't seen the jags um injury yet but i'm assuming his prep work is a b c stuff that he does with his trainer like that's what like when you twist your ankle that's how you can come back into the game and do something special right that no one's ever seen so that prep work was really cool to see also you got his quarterbacks coach so you see these two guys that he meets during the week outside of the stadium so like he's going to all his practices all his personnel meetings but then he's also doing this on the side which is incredible right i mean like people don't do that um and he's a superstar and you probably could say he doesn't need to do that and and that's what makes him special that's what you know he he does the homework he has the talent and he goes far beyond in preparation which is really cool um where you juxtapose to kirk cousins kirk has to take tuesday off Right. Kirk doesn't even like go into the office or anything on Tuesdays Uh, where Patrick Mahomes is like, not only is he going to the office every day, but then after the office, he's going to work with his trainer and he's going to work with his quarterbacks coach. And that's what makes Patrick Mahomes amazing. It's what makes him a genius. Um, And then obviously he has the mind of um, Andy Reid to um, to follow with or to work with every day. Like it's it's truly like a match made in heaven. And it's, it's beautiful to watch as a Kansas city chiefs fan. It's like this dude does the homework. Um, and especially as like, as a, as a performer, um, I'm not an athlete, but I think the amount of preparation and the type of preparation is very similar. Like when you see a good performer, um, you know, they've put in the work and they've put in that extra work. Um, so it's really cool to see, uh, anyway, great stuff. Um, a non-football thing that I find interesting, a um, little hot takey here, uh, but this was great for Brittany Mahomes. This was uh, this this was a win for Patrick Mahomes, but this was a super win for Brittany um, because the the Netflix series really shows Brittany as this like normal person, and I think social media really portrays her um, in not that fashion. And I think we get to see their normal lives. We get to see them joking around all the time. We get to see her is very laid back. Um, for example, the one game I think it was against the Raiders. She gave birth the very next day, and she was just like hanging out with everybody after the game like nothing was you know nothing was going to happen that very next day um just like amazing stuff right she's she's a great person i think this was great for her uh great for nfl fans who kind of make her a target especially because it's hard to make patrick mahomes a target so you know they make the people around him a target um so yeah this was great this was a, a great you know, it's great to see Pat with his family. Uh, great to see Pat, you know, or read, you know, read books after his like three interception day. He goes back, reads some bedtime stories for his kids. Uh, really cool stuff. I, I also really enjoyed, you know, Kirk Cousins. Uh, great to see what he does. I think it's cool. He does that brain mapping thing um, that I still don't understand how it works, but 
to prepare him for high situation moments, which makes sense. You know, he does the, he has the greatest comeback in NFL history and I'm sure things like that, like that body or the brain mapping really helped him during that time. And then just depressing to see Marcus Mariota, man, like, geez, poor guy. Like it, I was, I was telling the boys on the, on the text chain, like it, it really does take a leader to be a quarterback in the NFL. And just Marcus doesn't have that. I think Marcus has never lost his legs. Um, I think his decision-making has never been great. Uh, but he, he makes throws, which is good. So he like he, had, he clearly has the talent, which is why he was drafted, I forgot, third or second or third uh, in the NFL draft. And, and, and there's a reason for that, right? And, and, but you don't see someone develop into being a leader until years down the road, and it just didn't happen for Marcus. He just seems very timid, very shy, uh, very soft-spoken, uh, not really commanding you know, a presence in the in the huddle just from what I saw. And then obviously like has, you know, the birth of his kid and then Arthur Smith benches him the very next day, like, Oh, just, just chaotic. And then, and then he decides to get season ending surgery. And then Arthur Smith gets upset. Like Arthur Smith, what did you think was going to happen? Like he like just went through, you know, me having a child, I can relate, you know, it's, it's the most euphoric moment that, you know, you've ever experienced in your life. And then you lose your job the very next day. Like, come on, Arthur Smith, of course, like I would be upset too i'd say fine i'm having season ending 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 injury sorry i'm having season ending surgery um i already have you know what three four million guaranteed fine i'm, I'm going off in the sense that i'm gonna enjoy you know my time with my newborn um gee, golly as kirk cousin says golly why would you bench bench the dude after his daughter was born Man, that's messed up. That's messed up. And at that time, Atlanta was doing well. Like Atlanta was, um, they said that there was there wasn't a chance for the playoffs. That's not true. That's not true. We saw the season last year. The Falcons like had a chance at a certain point, and then they shut it down so they can get their boy Bijan, which actually would be kind of cool. I'm excited for the fa- the new Falcons era. Uh, but anyway, those are my those are my um, initial takes from quarterback. I'm sure I'll talk about it with Reese next week. Um, a lot of stuff we have to talk about. Right, we're going to talk about training camp. What happens with Chris Jones. Um, we got to see what uh, Reese's take of quarterback is, and we got to figure out what's happened to this house. Can't wait to hear about this house and all the things he's doing. Uh, Reese is, is becoming a handyman, becoming a, a tool time genius. Oh, I just hung out with Reese, by the way. I, I was driving back from Cincinnati, um, had a beer with Reese at Kelly's. Got a hotel in Westport. I know Westport has seen some better days, but uh, the hotel was actually pretty cool. It was the AC Marriott um, in Westport, so I'd recommend it. It was actually pretty fun. Uh, but anyway, was able to catch a beer with my boy Reese. Went to the old stopping grounds of Kelly Kelly's. Um, still a great place. Man, I missed Kansas City. I love Kansas City. It's so good. Uh, we love Kansas City. We love the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so... The podcast has ended. We can't wait to see you next week. Chiefs on three. I just I'm inspired by the quarterbacks on Netflix, so I want to end this in a in a huddle. All right, Chiefs on three. One, two, three, Chiefs. See you next week. We'd like to thank you for joining us today on Fountain City Sports Media. This podcast is brought to you by listener support, so consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash FCSM to gain access to premium content including outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive beer reviews. Check out our website at fountaincitysportsmedia.com for more info on the podcast, social media, and of course, the goings-on in the beer industry. Special thanks to bands Carswell and Hope and Like a Tiger for providing our intro and outro themes, 
And as always, I'm Reese, and alongside my good friend Armando, we thank you for tuning in to Fountain City Sports Media.